Welcome to Just Friends, the podcast where a couple fall in love. <laughs> Shit, I'm starting over. A little rusty. <laughs> Welcome to Just Friends, the podcast where a couple fell in love, got married, impulse bought a house together, and now they watch Friends for the first time ever and in months. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. did feel like a like a whole different show i mean i think partially because it's on hbo max and the yeah. resolution's different it just feels like i'm in a whole whole no, whole nother universe on I know. hbo max for a while a couple episodes yeah but just yeah. uh i still think of friends as like the four by three box thing and now Move it's like into wide the future screen. man yeah i know so i've been wanting to get back to the podcast for a while it's not something i've really expressed to chris it's just like been in me like haunting me Mm-hmm. And what really turned it from for me, like I was like, I absolutely have to get back to this, is when we were in Market 32 by Price Shopper this past weekend. Sure. Everyone knows it. <laughs> Did you notice when they played the Friends theme song and just like their ambient music? No. Oh, I did. I was like, oh, God, this is brutal. <laughs> like, I just feel so guilty. Oh. I wanted to keep it going. It was just there was so much stuff to do with the house it was just never yeah it would have uh i mean for me too like all the shopping it's not gonna do itself well yeah i mean it's uh you know all the stuff they don't tell you about buying a home with the mountains of cardboard you have to sift through after you unpackage (laughs) all the shit you bought for your house (laughs) yeah we so like i said in the intro we i mean it was it was almost like an impulse buy you know like our time from getting pre-approved for a mortgage to house buying was very fast mm-hmm. and i so i stand by it's like almost impulse buy but i don't regret it like most of my impulse buys i support all of them yeah they usually work out <laughs> yeah so we've been setting up the house and now we're in the closet of one of the guest bedrooms yes <laughs> because we think that it's the place where we'll get the best sound yeah it definitely is the has the most dampening qualities. <laughs> yeah. Most of the rooms, you know, are either like empty or have like no curtains. You know, there's just lots of lots of flat surfaces to bounce sound Ugh, off of. Just endless flat surfaces to bounce sound off of. But anyway, this week we watched the one with the prom video, season two, episode fourteen of Friends, and also of Just Friends, the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as far as like A, B, and C plots go. I don't know. This is like maybe I'm out of practice, but the I guess a plot is the whole Monica Rachel Ross thing. Well, yeah, I mean the the Rachel Ross thing. Like I feel like it's always like a big one. Like mm-hmm. it's like the plot. You know, it was the title refers to something related to their you know relationship. The one with the prom video. Well, yeah, in the prom video. Oh, okay, okay. Well, listen, you know, no, listen, I didn't think I, we literally just watched it. I didn't think I would have to rehash it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But yeah, so I think that that is the the most important one, even though. Yeah. I guess maybe it probably. I guess it did occupy the most screen time, if you count. Like a lot of other things. The whole so prom this, video. This whole episode is pretty disjointed. Mm-hmm. And they call when it started, it, I was like, "Where is this episode going?" Yeah, about halfway through, I was still wondering where the episode was going. Yeah. So, as far as like Friends episodes go, I'm sure that this one is very important because of like what Chris alluded to that it does have like the Ross some, Rachel stuff. Yeah, Ross Rachel. So I'm sure that this is like a big turning point. But as far as like episodes go, from just an objective standpoint, very unfocused. Like mm-hmm. just throwing all sorts of plot points all over the place, none of them really getting a chance to shine. Even this prom video comes out of fucking nowhere, you know? It was Oh for yeah. For me it was like a very bad episode of TV. Yeah. Knowing the name of the episode, I was like, when is this video yeah. gonna happen? I'm like, there's no <laughs> indication that there's any video. Yeah. Then just ran like, hey, what's this on this video? Let's put it in. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it really was out of nowhere. So the episode opens with Joey he wants to pay Chandler back because Chandler, as we've seen through the show, has been like paying for a lot of Joey's rent and meals and just like things Every, in general. Yeah, sure. like just Joey never has money. Chandler expenses. always does because he is 
whatever moving paper around i don't know <laughs> you know he's uh he's entering things into yeah. spreadsheets or something yeah don't tell me my job chris i understand what Chandler I mean, does. that's what everyone does in corporate offices it's 90 percent excel or google sheets these oh, days yeah if you're modern so joey as thanks gives him like a check you know for some... 812 dollars or <laughs> yeah. something very specific <laughs> yeah like he's been keeping an actual running tab of this i guess um, but he also gives him as like a little bonus a very Italian, very gaudy, ostentatious bracelet. gold yeah. bracelet. Yeah, with best buds engraved on it. I actually thought it was a watch because it looked like it had a face, but yeah, I guess that that's just where the engraving goes. Yeah, I thought it was like a. I thought first I thought it was like a woman's watch. I was like, oh, like that's the joke. Like it's a woman's watch or something. But then he's like, yeah. oh no, it's just a horribly gaudy yeah. bracelet. And to be fair, in New York, it's not weird to see like somebody wearing a man like wearing a bracelet if they're italian <laughs> well yeah well it was also just like it was too big like it was just like hmm. just size wise that's huge. not a big deal though so you're gonna resize you have yeah you have to buy it bigger you you know that sure. when you bought my well, yeah, it's better to buy ring, what did they tell you big even yeah. though i give you my exact ring size and i picked up yeah. the ring and everything like, what's a ring size and they're like double it and then <laughs> double it <laughs> Yeah, then you're in, like, cock ring territory. All right. Well, they, that's what they said the alternate use could be if you said no. <laughs> it's not that big. All right. <laughs> They're like, if she says no, you're going to become a cock ring guy, and this is going to be your cock ring. Yeah, you're going to need a thing when you get back into the dating world. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's uh, the gift that Chandler gets from Joey. Chandler does not like it. No, Chandler does not. Yet. Right. I don't think I have. <laughs> Chandler doesn't like it. Joey's like, you have no idea what this is going to do for your sex life. He's like, yeah, it should slow down until I get, get used, used to, to the way yeah. and then it should pick right back up. But Chandler, he's pretty obvious that he's not comfortable with it. And it really, to be fair, it does not go with like Chandler's general style no. or ethnicity. And Chandler does not get it resized. So no. it's, it's yeah. just jangling around his wrist the whole time. Yeah, he doesn't know. Like... Just bring it to a jeweler. They'll, they'll take one of the, you know, whatever, brackets off. Next plot, or what I thought would be the next plot, is like Monica trying to get a new job. Oh, yeah, her struggles, yeah, with employment and money. Yeah. And she is, seems like pretty far along in an interview. And the um, owner of the restaurant, was he somebody famous? I felt like I recognized him. I sort of thought so, but I, I don't think so. I feel like maybe he just had like a vibe. Yeah. Maybe. He's speaking very weird though. Well, yeah, but and he I, ends I, up being I guess a weirdo. That's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so he is asking her like to perform some duties to prove that she's a chef. And he's like, just make me a salad. And she's like, I can do something a little more complicated. And he's like, just a salad. And she's like, okay, well, let me get these greens. He's like, are you going to wash them? They're very dirty. And she's yeah, he's like, like oh. I want you to tell me what you're doing yeah. as you're doing it. She's like, oh, I think I'll, uh, you know, I'll start tearing the lettuce. He goes, oh, yeah, is it dirty? She goes, uh, no, I'll clean it. And he's like, yeah, but is it very dirty? <laughs> and she's like, uh, you know. Then he's like, oh, it's like, I want it dirty. She's like, okay, that's up to you. She's like, oh, I'm going to slice the tomatoes. Like, are they firm? <laughs> Just, you know, a real creep sexually harassing her in the middle of a job interview yeah for laughs right <laughs> so she decides not to take the job obviously <laughs> which is I, ridiculous i don't know if she's ever offered the job to be fair that's true <laughs> i think that's she just true. well out. she does not perform well enough to be offered the job potentially <laughs> no i mean he didn't climax it did make me think of especially with everything that is happening in the u.s politics it made me the u.s politics it made me think of like how ruth bader ginsburg may she rest in peace everything that she had to go through in order to be a supreme court justice and how all these women fought basically for the right where you didn't have to be sexually harassed by a boss you know like where you could be like actually i don't want to take this job you know because you had other options mm -hmm. essentially and how like back in the day women used to just have to work at a job and like get sexually harassed until the guy eventually you know had their way with them and then they had to marry them <laughs> like that was it that was like your path as a woman if you wanted to work it was like you only worked long enough where a man you know until he had his way with you like i said and it just uh it... unless you you know you know some of them fight through and then they you know become ruth Bader ginsburg 
Yeah, sure, some do, but the majority, all the ones you don't hear about who don't become Supreme Court justices, all those yeah. fallen women. But anyway, it just, uh, I, I found it really inspiring that Monica didn't have to take that job. Uh, yeah, but then she sort of had to because she also didn't have money to pay rent. Like, she didn't take it, but she wasn't like, everything's okay, women can do anything. Like, yeah, I guess she did she have did. to take money from her brother. Yeah, the, 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 the that man. whole plot is her trying to get money from other sources. But she didn't sources. have to take that job. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's sure. It's a win. <laughs> I see your point, though. It's not like she won. I had a law school professor who, like, went to Harvard Law School in, like, the 50s, and I'm sure that must have been... A man or a woman? A woman. Uh, what? Yeah. I'm sure that must have been insane. Wow. One of her pieces of advice was to never split an infinitive because you never know which crotchety old person is going to read your uh, resume or cover letter and uh, just always write like you're writing for a uh, a crazy old grammar Nazi and I was like that's, that's good advice I wish that people were giving that advice to some of the resumes that I have to read <laughs> splitting an infinitive would be like the least of my problems okay so then what I thought would be the well, I guess this is kind of the third plot. So this is the one that we were saying is like probably the A plot. Some guy named Casey calls for Rachel and Ross picks up the phone. They're at Monica's apartment, but you know, it's friends. So <laughs> everyone's there. Everyone is at not, Monica and not Rachel's Rachel, apartment. Though. Not Monica, not Rachel. You don't see that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It was Phoebe yeah. and uh, Chandler. Yeah. Who was Chandler. Yeah. 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 And Ross. <laughs> Chandler and Ross yeah. are in Monica and Rachel's apartment. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Taking Mon- messages. Eventually, Monica comes out, and she's wearing the good robe. You remember that? I wanted that robe. The good robe? Oh. I mean, she was wearing what looked like a comfortable robe. I don't know if is this no, a, it's a the specific... No, it's the red robe that I wanted. It looks like a Hugh Hefner smoking jacket robe. Oh. How quickly oh, like you a... forget my true passion Well, because when I was researching it, what you wanted wasn't a robe. It was called like a, like a dressing gown or something. Okay, yeah. Well, whatever. You know I'm simple. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it took a while to figure out, like, what like, what do you call that thing? <laughs> anyway, so some guy named Casey calls for Rachel, and Ross takes the message. He's like, what do you think this uh, guy, Casey? Yeah, like, who's, who's Casey? Like, what's his deal? Yeah, what do you think he wants with Ra- Rachel? And Chandler's like, um, I think he wants to, you know, get down tonight. He does, like, a whole Casey in, in the, the sunshine, sunshine band. Well, because Ross makes a reference to that. Yeah. It's like, oh, is that, like, Casey like, like Casey at the bat or Casey, like, Casey in the sunshine band? Yeah. And Chandler runs with it, and it plays to great laughs. Yeah. Everyone in the audience loves it. And my mom, actually, when we first started doing this podcast, she texted me because I was saying how I don't get a lot of the jokes and they just don't resonate with me. She's like, oh, I think the person who, like, writes for the show or created the show, Marta Kaufman... She's like, I think that they must be about the same age as me because all of these jokes, like I get all of them <laughs> and yeah. like, they really like, you know, resonate to me. Whereas like a Casey and the Sunshine band, like get down tonight joke. Oh, great. Oh. I mean, I get it, but yeah, yeah it's kind of like, it, like, like groany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it's just because for us, it's like, they've all been done to death. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, it's hard to know, like, what... And there's no, like, what do you call that feeling where people like to look back at things? Nostalgia? Nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> Heart palpitations? I don't know. No, no, no. It's a warm feeling. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's always... These old shows, it's hard to know, like, what was novel and what is played out. Yeah. If you're watching a 30-year-old show or whatever. Yeah. Ross is, like, saying something about how Rachel well, should be with him. Yeah, he's like, I should, you know, this this Casey guy, he should be taking, you know, messages from me, me just, like, about Rachel. And then, you know, yeah. we would, you know, then Rachel and I would be together and we'd have a message. So, yeah, he just kind of spirals it's out. It's a real spiraling, yeah. yeah. And Phoebe's like, oh, I wouldn't worry about it because, like, she's your lobster. And they're like, lobsters? <laughs> Tell me more. And Chandler's like, she's on to something. <laughs> yeah, and Phoebe explains that lobsters mate for life. It's well known. And you can even see, like, old lobsters holding their lobster claws holding together. Claws in the tanks. Yeah, and that's that. And I'm sure that if they are holding claws in the tanks, it's only, you know, because that's the only place that they can go. Because once they're in the tanks, it's pretty much over for the lobsters. They're all like, well, yeah, there's not that much rubber room. banded I up. I feel like your, yeah, your exactly. claws they're just all like, you just piled touch. on top of each other. <laughs> Yeah, you just touch claws. It's just unavoidable. 
Anyway, so then Monica comes out of the bathroom and everybody's talking, blah, blah, blah. Chandler goes to do a big joke and he like puts his hand up, the same hand that happens to have the bracelet on it. The bracelet flies off, clatters to the floor and everyone's like, oh, what's this? And they all start teasing him. Ross says that it's a nice bracelet if he is in like Goodfellows or something like that. Yeah, yeah it makes some you know, yeah. Italian jokes. Yeah. Not, again, not funny Italian jokes. <laughs> just, yeah, it's just kind of lazy, obvious ones. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> and that that's pretty much it. After that, they cut to the next scene where they're going to go back to the cafe or to the cafe, potentially for the first time in the episode. And they have a nice, beautiful shot of the Twin Towers. Did you see that? Uh, no, I don't recollect. Maybe I was writing something, but they've shown them before. You know. I noticed it. You wrote it in very large <laughs> letters. It's just so exciting to see it in old TV shows. It's like a really, I don't know, for me, it's a really great way to see like a callback to old New York. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a very obvious dividing mm-hmm. line between when things were filmed. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I don't know if they, if they actually go back to the cafe at this point, because I have here as my next note that Rachel's parents uh, were on a break. So I think that... Monica and Ross's parents come into the apartment and they're like just visiting or something. And they're like, oh, Rachel, I'm so sorry to hear about your parents. Um, Yeah. Well, so they had, I assume that they, Ross is like, uh, you know, he's like, I can give you some money. She's like, no, I don't want to do that. He's like, why not ask mom and dad? You know? Yeah. So I assume that they brought them there under some Well, yeah, because they were going to make the big announcement to them, which they make later in the episode that Monica had lost her job. Yeah, but they just, like, yeah, they, they come over, they, like, bring Monica's yeah. stuff. They're like, we're turning your room into a gym. Yeah, and that's right. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, so they come, they don't really know anything about the announcement. I don't know what they no, told no. them. They're they don't just, whatever. Who knows? Yeah. You know, their parents are out in Long Island, so to come into the city for a day, no big deal. So, as soon as they see Rachel, Monica's dad is like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your parents, like... Yeah, you know, getting the, divorced. The one with uh, Rachel's mother when she came. That was like uh, last episode, yeah. I think. Or no, it was it was before. Last episode was the Super Bowl one. It was before the Super Bowl stuff. I thought last episode was the lesbian one, lesbian wedding. No. Really. I think it was the two part Super Bowl. Oh. One. All right, so fine. A few episodes ago, sometime in the recent... In this season. Yeah. <laughs> and for people who are watching this without many months break in between, they would probably. No. Yeah. Well, but even when it happened, I, I my initial note was like, did they mention Rachel's parents? I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, that happened a while mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. So, like the point that I'm trying to make, we've gotten off on so many like sidetracks here. Monica's dad is just apologizing to Rachel and being like, I'm so sorry to hear about your parents. And Rachel's like, oh, well, they're just on a break. And Rachel, Monica's dad is like, oh, well, none of us were surprised to yeah, hear. we all saw yeah. this coming. He's like, if it wasn't, uh, you know, now, I mean, after that incident in Hawaii, and Monica's mom, like, does, like, a, a small head shake, you know, which is intercouple. yeah. Yeah. To stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try not to even do a head shake. I try to give Chris, like, meaningful looks with eyebrows and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I have a, a very one. expressive face, so I'm sure that everyone knows what's happening probably and anyway so rachel just takes it does her laundry blah 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 yeah i don't know why i wrote that i just wrote rachel's parents on a break incident in hawaii i guess i just want to know more about that but i doubt we ever will no i think that like that was the whole Mm -hmm. joke they're like oh like we saw it coming you know like they were clearly unhappy when Mm -hmm. on hawaii but you know yeah and we've only met rachel's mom right not her dad yeah i don't i don't recollect ever meeting a father Yeah, sure. I know how you feel. Um, <laughs> all right. So then it does cut to when they're in the cafe and Chandler is like flirting with women and everything. And he has the bracelet on. And before all of this starts, before he starts like uh, flirting with women, Phoebe like sits down next to him and she's like, 11 o'clock, hot babe, checking you out. He's like, oh, and she's like, all right pretty good job i think i'm ready for my penis well yeah she sidles up next to him and she like gets herself right she's like <clears throat> she's like hold on i want to do this right and she's like 
getting her voice ready, doing like some sort of throat clearing, and then she's like, check it out, love clock, total hot babe, check me out. And then Chandler turns, and there's some woman who's like, oh, she's yeah. got like her like fist under her chin, like just staring <laughs> in his direction. Uh, it was like, that was beyond checking out. That was just like. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 90s checking out, which yeah. is just blatant. 90s yeah. TV checking out, which is just staring at someone. Yeah. It's like uh, the Schlitzke commercials yeah. from SNL. And then when Chandler turns around, she's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> After blatantly staring at him. Yeah, she, yeah. Then that was the one of the best lines. She's like, "All right, like, I think I'm ready for my penis." <laughs> yeah, I really liked that. <laughs> that was good. It came out. Of, I mean, Phoebe, she had like three lines this episode that were all great. Yeah. So then Chandler is not doing so well with the ladies, and one of them, he is like talking to her, and she appears to see the bracelet, and then she's like, "Um, I have to go immediately." Yeah, yeah. which is. This happens again in this episode where somebody, they reach the smallest amount of adversity and they're like, oh, I gotta go. This is the first time. So then Chandler is really upset and he's talking to Rachel and he's like, oh, you know, like this bracelet, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm sure he doesn't say fuck. What am I supposed to do? I can't like get any girls with this. He's like, I feel like I'm, you know, Mr. T. He's, and he starts doing a Mr. T impression. He's like, I pity the fool who has to wear this bracelet. Yeah, he does the whole thing, making yeah. fun of Joey, the jewelry, everything. Yeah. And Rachel is like, Chandler, Chandler. Because Joey has walked in as soon as he started ranting about how much he hates the bracelet. And obviously Chandler sees Joey. Joey sees Chandler and he walks out, you know, well, yeah. friendship over. Yeah, well, jo- Joey's like, he like shakes his head like, mm-hmm. I can't believe you've done this. So Ross and Chandler later on, just to keep following through with this plot line, which is, you know, the one of the lesser plot lines, not Ross, sorry, Joey and Chandler, they go back to their apartment eventually, or they meet up back at the apartment. And Joey's like, why didn't you just say that like you hated yeah, the bracelet? If you didn't like the bracelet, you should have said something. Yeah. Chandler's like, oh, I don't, I, no, I do like it, you know? And he's like, come on, Joey. Like, and Joey's all upset. He goes into his room. He slams the door. And Chandler's like, no, no, I mean, I like, I, I promise you I'll never take this off as long as I live. And at that moment, he realizes he's lost the bracelet at some point. So he starts, like, digging around the apartment. He does this whole, he gets caught by Joey holding two cushions in his hand, does kneeling the whole, on the ground. Like- does this whole like biblical uh, tablets yeah like this is yeah yeah. he's like i'm on my knees asking for forgiveness at the end of this chandler goes and buys another bracelet gets it engraved the same one gets it engraved and he goes back to the cafe to wait for joey to come so he can i don't know I guess, no, he was just going back because he didn't know. He was just there, yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes back to the cafe and Rachel's like, oh, guess what I found the other day? And Gunther found it. Oh, Gunther found it. Yeah. yeah. And she holds up the They still bracelet. haven't, like, introduced him. They just, yeah. like, they just, like well, reference that like he a, exists. Yeah, so that's how Gunther got, like, upgraded. I know that much. People kept writing angry letters to NBC or whatever, like, who is Gunther? No, he was just the only one who was testing positive with audiences. <laughs> an, an unseen but named character. <laughs> no. Like, no one likes Ross. Let's, uh, we need How another... about Gunther? Yeah, this need... guy who's had no lines. We need a different male character. Oh. So he gets his bracelet back and he's like, what am I supposed to do? And he's holding up the other one he's wearing. And Joey's like, what are you doing with two bracelets? And Chandler's <laughs> like, oh. One of them's for you, my best buddy. <laughs> These impressions make it sound like a very different show. Like what? I don't know. Like uh, Friends Rural Edition. What? <laughs> That's my best buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the show Letterkenny pitched themselves as Friends Rural Edition. Maybe. It's not a good show. I do not endorse it. I don't like it at all, actually. It's, but if you like Friends and you like rural stuff, you might like Letterkenny. I feel like Letterkenny was like, it's Gilmore Girls, but a bunch of Canadian bros. It's just like, you know, fast talking, quip stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> You're just angry that I nailed Letterkenny. No, I'm not. 
I just don't want to talk about Letterkenny anymore because it really is a bad show. It's fair. Yeah. So yeah, now Chandler and Joey both have uh, best bud bracelets. Yeah, I sort of thought that uh, Joey would eventually figure out what Chandler had done in the episode. They sort of just like leave it yeah. where like they both are. He's blissfully ignorant of the fact. That well, this Chan- is this is this goes exactly back to what I was saying that like you know it's just like all these half-ass plot lines all over the place in this episode. Yeah, what well, did seem like you know they're like all right. Rachel and Ross need to smooch again. We all know that. But how do we get there? And then they're just like, what about all these scrap plots we ditched yeah. episodes ago? They're like, yeah, a fan on the street yelled this plot at me. Let's uh, yeah. see what we can do with it. Like, how is Monica paying her rent? And be like, how? Oh. <laughs> Have her boss actually harass her. <laughs> yeah. Have her go on an offensive interview. Moving back to Ross and Monica and Rachel. Rachel, at one point, she has a date who's, again, come to her place of work to hang out with her, which that, is super not, high that, school. That's not Casey? I assume that's Casey. Okay. I think that's that what I is thought. Casey, yeah, but that's they what never I really is... established that. Yeah, I guess they didn't explicitly state it. Yeah, I assumed that. Like, though... what? I mean, what is that guy? Like, what, 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 what's, what's he doing? What's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> what's he doing? What's he up to? <laughs> what is that? That's uh, not even like Friends Rural Edition. Do- Dopey like... Ross. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, just... Just dopey rock. <laughs> What's he doing? I don't even know. I'm going to do something. It's like Ross, uh, it's like his uh, fat tongue voice. Oh, when he had the uh, the allergy or whatever? It is like his yeah, fat His very mild allergy yeah. that everyone... Well, Ross is like, oh, he, come on, like, that guy, like, what's he got going on? Like, I'm Ross, you know? <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's spot on. I feel like I'm listening to David Schwimmer. He is always announcing the fact that he is Ross. <laughs> so Ross sees that Rachel is talking to another man and he freaks out and he's like, uh, you know, I have to go over there and like, I'm, I'm going to break this whole thing up. And Phoebe well, is, he's telling this to Phoebe and Phoebe's like, it seems okay. Yeah, well, R- Rachel's, like, flirting, like, real hard. Like, it's yeah. clearly a very amicable in- interaction. And Ross is like, oh, do you see this? Like, she's, like, you know, Rachel, like, you know, she's, like, laughing a lot, like, slapping him on the shoulder, like, pushing him a little. He's like, she's, she's pushing him away. Like, and he's not, he's not walking. He's like, I'm going to do something. I got to, I got to break this up. I couldn't help but notice in this episode, there was a black person working in the coffee shop, like, as one of the other employees. Mm-hmm. And I just think... If I were that woman, the black woman, how angry I would be that Rachel is just constantly flirting and talking to guys. <laughs> Even Gunther. If I were Gunther, I would feel the same way. I mean, I don't really know his deal. I mean, whatever. No, he's yeah. been busy. I don't even know. Like, he's he's just like a a named thing. I don't even yeah. know. Like, you know, is he, does he work in a back office? What's but, like, I've worked at jobs where the, like, there's one person who basically just isn't doing anything because they're just constantly flirting. It's mm-hmm. like, trying to get there's it, work to be done Trying here. to get it in the whole time. Well, yeah, like a coffee shop type job is, you know. Yeah, coffee shop in Manhattan, it seems to be very, very high trafficked. Yeah, always super busy. <laughs> yeah. But with the prime seats taken up by people who sometimes buy drinks. <laughs> yeah. From the girl who uh, barely works because she's constantly flirting. So anyway, Ross... He's pretending to be the blind date guy. Yeah, Ross is pretending to be the blind date guy. He goes up and he interrupts and he's like, well, you know, uh, Rachel, is this your... He's like, he's like, Rachel, right? You look yeah. different from your picture, yeah, but like, uh, like, this you... is, is this the wrong day? You said you were beautiful, but... Uh. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? And the guy, and this is the second time that this happens in the episode, he immediately is like, um... I've got to go. He's like, I can see you're busy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to check out. <laughs> well, I love uh, the thought of like dating in the 90s, like that just people are so willing to like give up. Like, oh God, slight, you know. Slight resistance. Yeah, I'm out of here. Like, whew, any kind of adversity? Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. Whereas like, you know, you see all these stereotypes of like men who are like, you know, not willing to give up their position. Like, oh, what's up with you, bro? You know? <laughs> Yeah, well, you'd think that he would be able to, to read that she clearly, like, yeah. even if she had some sort of blind date thing planned in the future and yeah. she did fuck it up or whatever, that he would be able to see, be like, oh, like, she's clearly, you know, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, the 
he, she, he would be able to say, Just, like, get the fuck yeah, back. Yeah. Read the room, you know. But I, I think that dudes then, don't even try. They don't even, it. like, try that. They're just like, I'm here. I've staked my claim on this, you know, female. So what are you doing here? And that's more of what I'm surprised by. Either way, it's surprising that he gave up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, bro. I, I laid claim to this snatch before you got here. <laughs> so this is where I think uh, Jennifer Aniston actually gets... Like a chance to do some of her best acting that we've seen in the show where she actually stands up to Ross. Really sticks it to him. Yeah. And she goes back to behind the counter and she's like, you know, I don't know what you were doing there, but she has some great quotes like, I am not yours to save. Because he said to her like, oh, no, I, I was saving you. Like, I, yeah, like, like that guy was you're creep, welcome. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, milady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I was a white knight. I rode in and, and saved you. <laughs> And she's like, uh, there is no us except that. And he's like, except that what? <laughs> this was her version of no milk will ever be our milk. <laughs> One of the best lines from Billy Madison. <laughs> In both Billy Madison and this episode, it turns out that, you know, the lady is wrong. Men just have to wear them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just takes a you know a charming doofus to yeah. sweep sweep the hot chick off her feet. That's all it's ever taken. <laughs> I feel like that is actually the birth of incels. Is like all these uh, charming doofuses uh, that 90s. we saw, yeah, growing up, like all these '90s charming doofuses. Yeah, like it's if like, Chris Farley can get you. So. Yeah, like if why you're a charming idiot, like why not? Yeah, you know? yeah. but now. Well, things like, you know, the King of Queens. Mm-hmm. Kevin James. Yeah. I mean, he has done nothing, you know, for incels, being that, well, except or, for or creating them. Or has he done everything <laughs> yeah. for incels? I did actually have an incel note at some point in here. Oh, did the, the, just Ross continues his... Go on. <laughs> Ross continues his trend towards incel dumb of just being yeah, like, like a... I will save you. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a great, tall, attractive dude with great hair talking to you, but I'm here because I can see that you're uncomfortable. And I'm, a good, like, I'm a good guy. Yeah. You want to be with me. Yeah. I put in the time. <laughs> I've earned it. So do you feel like if we hadn't, uh, like, started dating or kept dating or however you want to frame it, if that hadn't happened, that could you see yourself on an incel path? And, like, joining these online forums uh, of... Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> I, don't, I can't see myself doing that. <laughs> I suppose anything's possible, but it's hard to... Yeah, I mean, you don't want to discount it completely. Well, you know, the world's a complicated place. Mm-hmm. Who uh, knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what the world has in store for me. But, no, I don't... I've never felt, like, you know, those sort of... Uh, what I have come to understand is in these incel feelings of people like, you know, like owing you basically like what? Like owing you. Oh yeah. Like the owing or the, just like, you know, like women are only into chads and you gotta be, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's... For non-internet people, chad is a derogatory term that for like, like incels a... use like for stereotypical, a... like hot Bro. guy. Yeah. Like a, you know, like an athletic you know, Frat guy. Yeah. I would say. Fr- it's Friday like a bro douche guy. thing. Yeah. yeah. And the women only like assholes, and I'm a good guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, why can't I get a lady? And by non internet people, I mean older non internet people. I don't even know if anyone uses chat anymore, but. Yeah, there might even be dated terminology at this point. I'm sure it is. I just want people to know that I'm aware of yeah. that. It doesn't appear that Chris yeah. is, yeah. but... <laughs> what is this, nine months ago? That's insane. So anyway, I think it does give Jennifer Aniston a rare chance to like showcase some of her talent. Some her chops. Talent, yeah. But yeah, she does a good job. Yeah. And then Ross like, but you're, you're my, you're my, you're my oh, lobster. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm your, I'm your lobster, or whatever it is. No, she, she's lobster. his lobster. Yeah. yeah, she's... Well, they're both lobsters, yeah. I guess. Well, Similar to what is happening right now, he's struggling <laughs> to explain this concept that Phoebe has conveyed to him about lobsters being monogamous and, you know, whatever, loving one person. 
And then he's like, you know, but you're you're my lobster. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna hold, hold claws in the tanks or whatever. He's like, Phoebe, you want to help me explain lobster? He goes, do the claws again. <laughs> it was another classic Phoebe line. Yeah. I mean, there's only a few times where I actually laughed this episode. I feel like three of them were like Phoebe lines, and maybe one was one was a Joey moment. Maybe. Oh, so that's more than a few, Chris. What's a few? Three. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> now you're talking about some. It <laughs> was a gaggle of laughs. Let's bring the whole story back together. So we started this out as like there's a whole Monica, Ross, Rachel story because I'm kind of just lumping these all together, this whole thing. And um, Monica and Ross's parents are coming to their apartment as we, we know, like they're already at the apartment. But Monica is doing uh, the big reveal. So they... Show the parents, and Ross comes in, I think, just to support Monica into the apartment, obviously. And Ross's mom is like, oh, you know, you didn't bring my grandson. And she's like, oh, or he's like, oh, no, he's with uh, Susan or Carol or whoever his ex-wife lesbian One is. One of the lesbians. Yeah. And I think it's Carol. I think Carol is yes. his the, ex-wife. The, yes. <laughs> <laughs> still, in all these weeks i still have not had i know i feel like home. a real non-feminist not knowing their names but uh, whatever and this is like i think a perfect dad moment when uh ross's dad goes oh there's a lesbian that i work with yeah, so one of my co-workers is a lesbian <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, just like uh... classic like dad you know just talking about lesbians just because somebody's talking about another lesbian like, I just feel like that's an older, like, a, a parent thing to just point out when you're... Well, I feel like they get nervous and just have to say something about, like, whatever group you've just mentioned. Yeah. Maybe they're just trying to... This is, like, how they express that they have no problem with, like, lesbians or gay people or whomever. Because, like, I mean, you know, parents, like, baby boomers is what I mean by parents. Uh, they <laughs> They say things like, oh, like, I know a black guy or... I know a lesbian. I held a door for a lesbian yeah, the other like, day. Okay, nobody was talking about that. We were talking about Barack Obama. <laughs> you know, I once I once sold a home to a black man. Like, like, what? Right. <laughs> anyway, so I just thought that, that was a real. Uh, they captured a moment of like, I don't, whatever it's called, like disconnect or a generational divide. Generational divide. That's exactly the phrase I was looking for. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Crushed it. Yeah, you did crush it. So Monica gives the big announcement that she has lost her job and it doesn't go great. Her mom is like, well, what do you mean you lost your job or can't you just no, go she, back she, to she, her? Oh, she's like, I'm not working there anymore. She's yeah, like, oh, right. She's like, or she's like, I decided to leave or something. And then she's like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, they told me to leave. <laughs> yeah. Eventually admits that she was fired. Yeah. And Monica's dad is like, this is our little harmonica we're talking about. We taught her well. 10% of your paycheck. Where does it go? In the bank. The bank. Ross has obviously done it and has been putting 10% of every yeah. paycheck into savings. I had a totally different read of that moment. To me, it seemed like she was like either had forgotten the, the rule that her father had taught her about the paycheck or that she had remembered it but just knew that she had dismissed it. So I thought that it was like more like forgotten my prediction was by the end of the episode, like she would remember that she had all this extra money in the bank and like, you know, whatever. She could open her own restaurant or something like there would be some saving moment where Ooh, like that would be. Yeah. Really annoying. Yeah, exactly. I was like really <laughs> prepared to be super annoyed. I was like, oh, great. Like 10 percent goes in the bank. <laughs> You're telling me all my. All the allowance I've saved is yeah. in the bank. And I was like, with interest. I was getting so ready to just rant on this and be like, how could she not know? Like, you have to make all these elections with your paycheck, and you know, you have to put like all this effort in. Like, how could she not know? But then they just never. It was like, no. It it clearly is more of what you said. Like, oh, she's probably an independent contractor. Yeah. 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 I mean, she eventually elections. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But still, there's forms. <laughs> <laughs> there are forms <laughs> but i think that you're probably right that it's she didn't realize 
or she didn't follow the rules of her parents. Because she has to borrow money from Ross in the end. Well, yeah, I think ideally they thought that, you know, she thought that saying like, you know, I lost my job, I need money would be the next sentence. But before she could say that, her dad, her dad stepped in. in and is like, well, but we taught you to save. And she's like, oh, great. And Ross doesn't do her any favors by... Ugh, immediately repeating yes. this obvious mandate that they've been told their whole life. That Monica's not been following. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. So she eventually has to take Also, I think that I wonder if Friends is uh, responsible for this influx of PhDs that we've seen. And now, like, PhDs have become completely worthless. You're going to have to tease that out. Why? <laughs> well, because like, he's a paleontologist. So we have to assume he has a PhD, right? Like, that's... Oh, we're, yeah. So we're already making jumps. All right, maybe, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So jump with me here. <laughs> And so assuming that he has a PhD in paleontology or whatever the real science is, like he's always portrayed as like one of the wealthy people. But there's no way that most paleontologists are like making enough money to do, you know, whatever they want, hand out checks to people, be the one like bearing the burden. Like it's just not realistic. I mean, you know, the show's not not super realistic when it comes to financial yeah, burdens. That's, true. that's very true. I mean, an unemployed chef and a uh, you know, coffee shop worker are somehow paying for a gargantuan New York apartment. I assume that their grandmother is like dead in the closet or something. They're, they're both collecting Social Security for their yeah. dead grandparents. <laughs> you know, it's good good gig if you can get it. <laughs> oh, I wish. All my grandparents are already dead. Yeah, I mean, I got one, but she no. just won't die. You don't. Oh, well, whatever. I have one that I care about. Wow. <laughs> Cold advice, Chris. Whatever. The other one, she might be dead right now. Who would She's know? She's definitely not. She could be. <laughs> yeah, I haven't sure. spoken to her in, I don't know, 15 years. Yeah. Whatever. What am I? Her keeper? She's... Where were we? <laughs> Let's quit talking about Gr your... Grandparents are the worst. <laughs> so... Somehow, all of this leads up to... Oh, right. So, Monica's parents had, like, brought over a bunch of junk that they had taken out of the house because of they were, Monica's like... room. Yeah, because they were, like, oh, we're turning your room into a gym. And... They're like, why not... She's, like, why not Ross's rooms? Like, there's just so many medals and trophies yeah. and awards. We just didn't want to disturb them. Yeah. She's, like, oh, that makes sense. Oh. <laughs> so, after her parents leave... Like, everybody is sitting in the apartment. They're, like, going through some of her stuff. And somebody, either Joey or Chandler, pulls out a VHS. And they're like, oh, what is this? Just like, what's on blank, this tape? Yeah, She's just like, a blank Your guess tape. is as good as mine. Yeah. Pop it in. So they pop it in. And this is where the episode gets its name from. The promo Not video. that Chris knew. No, I thought it was promo video. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, the one with the promo video. And in the very beginning, I go, prom. But I guess he didn't hear, because when this happened, like, at some point during the watching of the prom video, he goes, oh, it's prom video. I was like, yeah, I said that to you. Yeah, but you just said prom. I didn't know what, like, out of context, it's just, like, a noise you're making. So, okay, wait. So when I make noises, when I say words like prom, and they don't, don't make sense to you, you're just like, meh, I don't need to know any more about that. <laughs> I'll figure that one out later. No, I don't remember hearing you say prom. Probably because it's just, you know... A noise that it, I make? It just hit my brain and bounced off as a, a sound. This is no why sense. women like, uh, you know, that Thanos woman or whatever, she... What? Scarlett Johansson? No. Theranos? <laughs> oh, Elizabeth Holmes? Yeah. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, was she in those movies? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, why she, like, affects a fake deeper voice? Because otherwise men just can't hear you. It's like, men don't hear in this range. Of where women speak, men only hear down here. But I bet if I had been like prom, you you would have listened. <laughs> if if you suddenly uttered prom in a deep voice, I, I might ask what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but I, you know, I was setting up the episodes, scrambling around. No, you weren't at that point. You were sitting. Oh, whatever. I can't remember all things that are said. <laughs> So they had taken out, when they were like going through all of Monica's stuff, I think Chandler or somebody took out a giant bathing suit 
And uh, Monica's like, oh, yeah, that's my old bathing suit. And Chandler was like, oh, I thought that's what they used to cover the state of Connecticut. When it rains. When it rains. So, obviously, in previous episodes, they established that Monica was fat. They've just doubled down on it with this really giant bathing suit. <laughs> and they open with Jennifer Aniston's giant nose. And they're like, oh, you know, I, I think Chandler said... I was wrong about what they covered the state of Connecticut with. That's what they covered the state of Connecticut with. And Rachel's like, um, yeah, they had to reduce my nose size because of uh, my deviated septum. And it plays to very few laughs, like just some light laughter. We yeah, should Because everyone's like, deviated septum is a real problem. Yeah, because it's L.A. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, deviated septum. Yeah, yeah like that's I come so, from a yeah. long line of deviated septum. So many septum, deviated, deviated, deviated septums septum. in my family. <laughs> But then uh, they show Monica, and the first time they show it, it's like just zoomed in on her stomach, I guess. Yeah, it's like her gut. Like, it's like too zoomed in. And then her dad's controlling the camera. He's like, how do I zoom this out? And he's like, I push the light. And then it zooms out and shows fat Monica. And everyone's like, whoa. Yeah, (laughs) loving it. And Monica's like, oh, come on, guys. The camera adds 10 pounds. And I think Chandler, again, is like, well, how many cameras did you have on you? (laughs) She's like, oh, and L.A. is loving it. Because, of mm-hmm. course, L.A. loves a fat joke and hates oh, sure. a deviated septum joke. Yeah, this coked out audience yeah. hasn't eaten in weeks. <laughs> so they're getting ready for the prom. It's, I guess, supposed to be the 80s, but it's hard yeah. to tell because, like, nowadays, if you do, like, an 80s flashback, it's, it's like... the 70s. Yeah. Well, we got that one. Because <laughs> there's supposed to be, like, 20 in this show, right? Yeah. And it's, yeah. like, 90... I think maybe we're at 94 now. I believe it. 94, 95. It's the same year the Rangers are doing great. <laughs> Remember 90, that. 94. Yeah. Um, so, uh, right. They are doing like an 80s flashback. Nowadays, if you see like an 80s flashback on TV, it's like super over the top. Like they've got the puffy sleeve dresses and like the kind of hideous, but no big hair. Yeah, but like, it'll be, yeah, it'd be like teased Yeah, super teased hair. Jennifer Aniston wearing like a red wig, I guess. Yeah, it was like it was long. She had like you know like bangs, mm-hmm. and it was like you know those like curled bangs. But it was thing. not anything like what you consider eighties hair. You know, no, like giant. it wasn't. It seemed you yeah know, like normal eighties. Yeah, and I feel like it's just because it was so close to the eighties still. You know, like now. Yeah, the eighties weren't like the eighties. Yeah, know, it was like today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not like the eighties of today. But yeah, without the caricature, basically. It's just too real then. Yeah. Anyway, so they're getting ready for the prom. And it turns out that a couple of the guys, like, they don't show up. I mean, not a couple. Just Rachel's guy. Yeah. Only one. Monica's guy does show up. And I could tell that you knew who he was. I instantly wrote down. Yeah. Like, we looked at each other. Because I was like, oh, he looks like a famous person that I recognize. So... Who do you think it is? Because I wrote it down who I think it is. I thought it was Donkey Lips from that old Nickelodeon show. Okay, that does make sense. Because I wrote down Louis Anderson. <laughs> I mean, it did. That was my first instinct when I first saw him. I was like, that looks like Louis Anderson. But like, that just, like, is it that just, Louis Anderson's son? Like, that doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, because he looked so young. But Donkey Lips. Louis Anderson, which wouldn't make any sense at that time. Like, that would have been, like, Louis oh, Anderson's yeah, yeah, I get heyday. He well, that's why I wrote like Louis adult. Anderson, question mark. I mean, it looked like Louis Anderson, but he would have been, like, 20 years younger. Yeah, he was He would, He would. was too young to be Louis Anderson. Is uh, Donkey Lips the guy from uh, Super Troopers? No. That is... I don't know who that guy... That, that was, like, a comedy I'm troupe. i that that is. No, it's not. That was, like, a comedy troupe, and that also wouldn't make any sense. What do you mean it doesn't make any sense? Age-wise... Donkey Lips would have been way too old to have been in Super Troopers. No, that guy was like in his 20s in Super Troopers. Exactly. And How do you think Donkey Lips is? He was probably in his 20s, like in the 90s. (laughs) It's not the same guy. Like, I know who you're thinking of. It's not him. Hmm. I mean, I, I already know the answer to this. You are right about it being a comedy group. Yeah, like that was their whole shtick. That was um. He's from so, something, so the something, guy... something lizard or something. Uh, are you serious? It's broken lizard. Ah, oh, I knew lizard was in there. <laughs> <laughs> See, don't. 
Don't come at me with this. Is that it's just a super super? Is that what I sound like to you? Yeah. You need to pitch it way up. You sound like like a uh, like fat tongue Ross. What? That's you. I don't know what uh, the actor who played <laughs> what his name is. Michael Ray Bauer. And he's only seven years younger than the uh, Super Troopers guy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of time. Yeah. All right, fine. So, uh, Donkey Lips, not Louis Anderson, not the Super Troopers guy. <laughs> yeah, you were too far on either side. What? In terms of age. Louis Anderson, too old. Super Troopers guy, too young. Super Troopers guy is also too old. He is? Yeah. Oof, all right. That Donkey is Lips is seven years younger than him. That is surprising. Yeah. All right. I guess I knew less about Donkey Lips than I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. You taught me something. Oh, look at that. So you can hear what I'm saying. Sure, when it's about stuff I care about, like Donkey Lips <laughs> and his <laughs> filmography. Anyway, where were Oh, yeah, so... Rachel's guy doesn't show up and she's like crying and Ross's parents are like, Ross, like, this is your moment. Like, go save Rachel. Yeah. And no wonder, like, this is where he gets his whole savior complex from. So Ross at first is like, oh, no, I don't want to do it. He's been working on his music. He was like playing his uh, keyboard. He was playing like the Beverly Hills Cop thing. On like a little, a little Casio. Yeah. On the stairs for some reason. Super weird. I mean, the whole time he's being super weird. Like, even when you first pan to him, it's like, what a weirdo. Like, yeah. why is this guy even Yeah, I here? think I, I wrote, like, porno creep or something. Yeah. That's a good way to describe Ross. Because right. he has, like, look this big, this. you know. Like curly, you know. He, he looks like he's still in the 70s. Like, yeah, he's he got does. He's got, like, kind of like a 70s fro, 70s mustache, mm-hmm. you know. Like that when he was in high school, that was cool. Yeah. And now he can't give it up, even though he's supposed to be in college. Yeah. I mean, what he loves about high school girls is that he gets older and they stay at the same age. I feel like you want me to congratulate you for repeating one of the most repeated quotes of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be kind of stupid. Well, you nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> he... It's just like hanging around this whole time, being a real creep, a real porno creep. <laughs> and at this moment when he finally gets the chance, like his parents are just berating him to like go save Rachel. And mm. he finally takes the bait or whatever you want to call it. He agrees to it. And he... Well, his dad offers up his tux. He's yeah. like, you know, you're a college guy, you know. They're going to love into, they're, you. They're into that. Yeah. So I guess his dad is uh, teaching him to be like a predator. <laughs> I mean, he, he like all dads. He was like, just force yourself in. There. Well, you know. Don't take no for an answer. Okay, but think back to when you were in high school. Imagine if a college guy took like a girl that you knew to oh, high me, school. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, it would be the talk of the school. Mm-hmm. It'd be strange. Yeah, even at my school, where like pedophiles are, you know, the norm. Yeah, it would be uh, very talked about. Mostly, like, why are these pedophiles going for such older girls now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't they find someone younger? <laughs> they should be going for these girls' daughters. So he goes up and he gets changed into the tux and he's like psyching himself up. He's like, You can do this, Ross. He's like, like Play cool, play yeah. cool. He grabs oh, yeah, some flowers cool. from like a vase and he's yeah, like, Ready. In the middle of their staircase. It's like on the landing, you know. That's where... Whatever you can tell him, poor. I'm like the landing. Yeah, fresh flowers. It's a part of your home. There's usually like a a seat that no one sits in there. Just flowers. Flowers. Or like love that seat. Like on like the windows. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. It's a landing. Anything goes. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, but then when he's about to emerge downstairs, it's revealed that Rachel's bro has showed up. Was he someone famous? Oh, I mean, he, like, passed in, like, the corner of a screen. Yeah. If he was someone famous, then <laughs> they got really short change yeah. on that cameo. Yeah. I don't even know if you would have to pay him 
you know, whatever they call it, rate. Oh, he definitely wasn't getting any. Because you didn't uh, see face. Yeah, he definitely didn't get any insurance. Yeah. No sack insurance from that role. (laughs) So Ross is just like left there with this bouquet of flowers that he's picked up from his family's seat that no one uses. Looking as droopy as he ever has. Yeah, like looking real depressed. Like, you know, he was the one who, I don't know, he invested like so much in this and it was all very stupid. But (laughs) everyone uh, who was watching it, all the friends. Yeah, in current time. Yeah, in current time. time. They're like, oh my God, how meaningful. And everyone is like, wow, like Ross, I had no idea you did this. Like just so thoughtful, basically. Even though he didn't come up with the idea himself, he really had to be forced into it. And Rachel is so moved by it that she actually, like, gets up and she goes over to Ross, who was like, oh, no, like, you guys don't need to see what happens next. Like, uh, I- I'm just going to leave. I'm not so going to watch. Yeah. He is right by the door, like, trying in parentheses to exit. And he um, he is stopped by Rachel, who's like, oh, that was just so... I, does she say anything? No, or does no she one. Just kiss no him? one says anything. Like after, like somebody says, "I had no idea that you did that." Oh yeah, yeah. Someone says that, um, and then yeah, and then everyone's like looking at Ross, like, "Oh my god, I pinnacle can't... of a man." <laughs> yeah, be like wow, that was like so revealing. <laughs> now we all get you, Ross. I Whereas think... it's just like it's exactly who Ross has always been. A, like, man-child who can't stand up to his parents. Yeah, like, I I didn't know what the... With pelty hair. So, before I queued up the episode on HBO Max, I saw, like, they had, like, the one sentence... This is not HBO Max plug. No, but it was, but but it has, like... we just want people to know we do not support HBO Max. No, that's fine. But before I hit play on HBO Max, it shows, like, a summary of the episode, and it's like... Rachel learns of Ross's real feelings because of a old prom video or something. So I was like waiting for this like reveal this whole time. And then it was that. And I was just like, this is the exact same shit he's been doing the entire time. Yeah. Like what, 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 what was, he didn't like have some, you know, he didn't, I I assumed that at some point they were going to like, you know, hit stop, but not really hit stop. And he was going to have some like, revealing monologue soliloquy thing like you know or talking to his parents or whatever and say something revealing about his true feelings for Rachel or something but like all he did was uh you know the same raw stuff he's ever done just kind of sitting back trying to weasel his way into yeah. Rachel's life and then you know at, like, it doesn't the work most out opportune moments when she's like at her lowest yeah and so like when that was like the thing and everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe how, like, <laughs> sensitive you are. It just seemed very, uh, forced. Like, I was like, this is the moment? Like, this is what's gonna turn the tides on the whole relationship? I was, I was not, not on board with it at all. And that's the end of the episode when they, they, yeah. Rachel walks over to him and yeah, gives him true. a big smooch. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to, uh... Monica is, like, watching the rest of the tape, like... You know, just out of whatever. Boredom, curiosity, whatever it is. No, no, no. What's that feeling? Nostalgia. (laughs) Nostalgia. (laughs) So out of nostalgia. And this is, again, where they talk about how fat she is. They, like, have her... Her dad's like, oh, do you want to dance like Monty? And she's like, come on. Like, I'm hungry. (laughs) You know I'm tired. (laughs) And so they're, like, dancing and it seems like he's supposed to keep it upbeat, I think, like to get her to do some working out. Mm-hmm. Some twirls. Yeah. And then it cuts to hard cut, like just no break or anything. Mm-hmm. Just uh, her parents having sex and the. Saying each other's names very loudly and yeah. repeatedly. <laughs> In like blankets. The filming is terrible. You can't see anybody. Yeah, like, who was that video for? <laughs> like, for them to watch later? Like, yeah. Who... For someone else to watch at all? I don't don't know. Maybe that's the Hawaii incident that was mentioned earlier. I don't know what uh, Rachel's parents' names are. Yeah, because they said Joshua, and I was like, is that the first time that we've heard her dad's name? Uh, possibly. Okay. Anything else you want to say? I'm ready for Friends Trivia. It's time for Friends Trivia. 
right. That's what I've got to say. <laughs> Perfect timing because I have just the Friends trivia for you. So I thought that, I mean, I think I said this already, but it's a pretty shitty episode. You know, mm-hmm. like just lots of things being thrown at it. Like, no, yeah. even like as cohesive as they tried to make it, it was. It was just an excuse to eventually have Rachel and Ross smooch and, you know, bring them back together. And put um, Monica in a fat suit. Oh, yeah. And sure. Jennifer Aniston in a nose thing. Yeah. Well, it's like that uh, episode where they had uh, Ross was playing some sort of like doppelganger that Rachel yeah. was dating. Ross. Yeah. Russ, yeah, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's someone we know who looks different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, pretty much the same. So, in this episode, Jennifer Aniston, she shone the brightest. That is, she was the colonel in a pile of shit. <laughs> do, do you want to be the colonel? <laughs> Yeah, of course you want to be the colonel. Because they're tough to digest? Yeah, I guess. Like, you still have another chance to have a life as a colonel. Like, you might grow to be some sort of cornstalk? Yeah, and become another colonel and shit. All right. (laughs) (laughs) What a beautiful sentiment. (laughs) So. (laughs) I come from a long line of shit colonels. (laughs) Proud shit kernels. <laughs> shit kernels survive, Chris. So I have three Jennifer Aniston <laughs> trivia questions for you. When Jennifer Aniston was in high school, which one of these cliques did she identify with? So this is the 80s, remember? So cliques are like the only way that you survive, basically. Mm-hmm. If 80s movies have taught me anything. Oh, well, of course. Uh, preppies, valley girls, new waves, or goths? New waves. Goths. Ah, I feel like she's making that up. Whatever. Yeah, everyone likes to say that they were goth in high school back when, you know, in the 80s, when goth was cool. No, sure. They're like, oh, yeah, like the Smiths? Yeah. Yeah. I knew them. I know how to cry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So this is a best two out of three. So you're already down one. Yeah, I know how numbers work. Okay. Which TV series adaptation of a movie did Jen appear on? (laughs) Labyrinth, Little Shop of Horrors, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, or Pretty in Pink? Little Shop of Horrors. Ooh. It was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. (laughs) That adaptation. I haven't seen any of those. Oh, man. That show is so good. (laughs) You haven't seen it. Ferris Bueller's Day. Who, the TV show Who was she in the TV adaptation? I don't know. Um, the girl? Jennifer Grey? High school bitch number one? Yeah. Well, so you've already lost. Sure. Do you want to do the last question just for prize? Yes. Which person was Jennifer Aniston once married to? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tate Donovan, Justin Thoreau, John Mayer or Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn. Justin Thoreau. That, that was just a movie? <laughs> yeah, it was just a movie. It wasn't real life. Uh, is Justin Thoreau the guy from... Um, he's from Parks and Rec? He was the yeah. the, the lawyer guy? Uh, yeah, the one like who had all the stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's him. He's the one from The Leftovers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he got... Uh, he somehow got jacked in more hair. And, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Hollywood. Got, got a, a leading man role. Well, that's a zero for zero, Chris. Yep. Or a zero for three. Oh, for three. Which makes me the winner again. So even with all the rest that you've had and time to study up on Friends trivia, <laughs> <laughs> you have been doing none of that. No. Proudly. <laughs> in, in defiance of... Whatever stupid questions you ask, I will not. I will not learn a thing. I've already forgotten the questions and their answers. So you don't know who Jennifer Aniston was married to? No. Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) Mark Ruffalo? He wasn't one of the choices. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, thanks for listening. If you're listening to this, then you're likely a loyal listener. Too too loyal. And I apologize for... Get some hobbies. 
I apologize for how long it's been since we posted an episode. But I do blame it on Chris for whatever that's worth. <laughs> no. You never blame me for a podcast delay. This is new territory. No. So catch us every Friday by noon. Hard noon. <laughs> Hard noon. Yeah. Which is three o'clock Saturday. <laughs> um, or follow us on just.friends.podcast, where I will post something at least about this episode, which I guess... You know, now you're listening to it, so I guess that one doesn't matter. <laughs> so if you saw an Instagram post you didn't understand, listen to this episode, go back. You'll get it. All will be revealed. What's the Da Vinci Code of Project? <laughs>